0: They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the French pharmaceutical weight loss drug scandal. Here's what you need to know. While weight loss fads may seem like a relatively modern obsession, people have been experimenting with diets for centuries. But it wasn't until the 19th century that dieting exploded, and an industry in selling weight loss potions, pills, and wonder remedies to those looking to improve their physique came about. The first diet pills, known as fat reducers, became widely available in the late 1800s, while the pills had an ability to increase a patient's metabolic rate. It was soon discovered they had unexpected side effects, including abnormal heartbeats, increased heart rate, chest pains, and death. Fast forward to the 20th century. Amphetamines were first introduced to fuel soldiers during World War II. Following the war, stimulants became heavily linked with the 1960s housewives looking to suppress their appetite and stay slim. In 1976, an amphetamine known as Benflorex, was introduced to the market in France. The drug was developed by one of France's leading pharmaceutical companies, Servier, which had been experimenting with derivatives of amphetamines since the 1960s. Benflorex, marketed as mediator, was prescribed as an add-on treatment for diabetic patients who were overweight. The drug worked by making the cells more sensitive to insulin, which helped keep the blood glucose down. It had an added effect on the liver by increasing the production of glycogen, which was known to make patients feel less hungry. In 1997, another one of Servier's amphetamine-derived drugs called isomeride came under scrutiny for increased risk of pulmonary heart disease. Isomeride, as well as all other fenfluramine-based drugs, were pulled from the market worldwide, including France. In several countries, benfluorex was withdrawn due to its similarity to fenfluramine. However, Mediator somehow managed to escape French regulation. While Mediator was licensed as an add-on for hyperlipidemia and diabetes, it was increasingly used as an off-label prescription for weight loss. Doctors were prescribing the drug to patients looking to shed a few pounds. 10 years later, Dr. Irene Frachon, a lung specialist at the Breast Hospital in Brittany, began noticing a trend in side effects with her patients. She had been only 25 years old and working in a hospital when the severe drug isomeride had been withdrawn back in 1997, but the current illnesses in her patients were similar to those a decade prior. After speaking with more patients and doctors, her research found that while mediator and isomeride were slightly different in pill form, Once they entered the body, they were both transformed into the previously banned fenfluramine. She contacted Xervier, but the company denied any correlation or issue with their drug. Convinced mediator was linked to fatal heart issues, Dr. Frachon took her findings to regulators, but the agency responsible for assessing the risks of health products didn't believe her until November 2009, when the drug was quietly suspended. However, the dangerous side effects linked to the drug were not being publicized, so few patients knew there was any correlation between their prescription and heart issues. Frustrated by the lack of coverage, Dr. Freshon published a book called Mediator, 150 Milligrams: How Many Deaths? Servier immediately sued her, and the book was banned. In 2010, the European Medicines Agency finally recommended that doctors stop prescribing the drug and that the drug's marketing authorization be revoked. But by 2010, over a decade after Benflorex had been banned in several other countries, this revelation came far too late for thousands of French patients. Fun Facts aka Death Stats. According to some estimates, the drug caused between 500 and 2,000 deaths from heart valve problems during its 33 years on the market in France. The drug mediator was prescribed to an estimated 5 million French patients, many of them diabetics, but many others simply looking to lose some weight. When French authorities ordered the drug off the market in 2009, there were 300,000 active prescriptions. The resulting trial in 2019 was one of the largest legal proceedings to ever take place in France. It involved 21 defendants and over 65,000 plaintiffs. The European diet pills market is projected to grow from approximately 300 million in 2021 to 1.4 billion in 2028. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Happy New Year! Fact checker Chris Smith. Uh, Hi. (laughs) And our guest is associate
2: producer Alex Paul. Hi, Alex. Me again.
0: (laughs) Yahoo! We're keeping it in house today. Mm -hmm. We're starting the new year with our besties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Exclusivity. New year, old
0: (laughs) friends.
2: For 2023. That's right. <laughs> is that your New Year's uh, resolution, Alex? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be more exclusive? <laughs> yes. Be very caged off. Yep.
1: Mm. It's going to
3: be hard to get you on this show moving forward, to I most. guess.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> As our guest today, we get to ask you, mm-hmm. what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up In this new year, 2023.
2: Oh, that is alarming because I don't know what it's gonna be yet. Mm, Because we're technically 2022. Well we did not dec- yes.
1: yes. Thank you for saying that, Alex. Yes. Thank That's you the for truth. outing us, Jen. <laughs> she, we couldn't decide aunt. before the podcast started whether we were going to act.
2: I like... thought we did decide. I thought Chris said he's I did. I fundamentally wanted to uncomfortable that... with lying. <laughs> now we all sound so
3: phony because we were pretending <laughs> I, for too much for it to be
1: true <laughs> in <the> <laughs>
2: <truth>. <laughs> 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 I'm in the mindset. I'm I'm ready to yeah, I'm alarmed that I'm still in 2022. Okay. <laughs> Cannot believe That's how creepy. long this year has been. <laughs> okay, wait, but I do have one that I want to say. Okay. I um I started dating again and mm. this is my first time on the apps. Mm. And I am alarmed by how many men believe that aliens exist. No, stop. <laughs> you're How not messed. a believer you're not right, a believer give us a that, percentage like that what is, is the percentage? a huge amount of um you know you have like prompts and you like answer them like let's debate this topic or like change my mind about or like something you should know about me and oh. i am telling you a disturbing amount of men have chosen the answer aliens exist <laughs>
3: They like they choose it. It's not like an option that is. Oh, is presented they to type them? it.
2: No, oh, I. I don't okay. think. I mean, I don't think so. It was. I don't think it was presented to me when I filled out my, you know, top of the line answers <laughs> to all right. these questions. But yeah, I'm. I'm alarmed by the choice.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. It points to to me like a societal thing. Like why do so maybe. Where it's like an escapism, right? Like we need these aliens to exist because things are so dire here on Earth. So maybe the aliens can save us. I'm yeah, I think you're it. giving
2: so much credit to <laughs> Hinge guys. Sure. Or um, is it like they want to go against the mold? You. Know, I think they maybe they be... feel like it's a fun thing to talk about um, without getting personal, without getting talking about the real stuff. That's true because it's very unreal. Yeah. Although I think that. Don't isn't there? What weren't there like like government like press releases that was like yes, there are aliens.
3: There's unidentified objects that that recently came out. They're like yeah, we don't know how to explain these. It's all still very
2: and we were preliminary. like oh, too much to think about right, right. now. <laughs> well, I also think
0: that I mean this is going into conspiracy theories, but uh, I do think that the government like let that question just kind of like hang, mm. because it, especially when it's convenient, when it's like, don't think about uh, you know, the economy or like this bill that we're trying to get through the Senate. Right. Look, Look at over this here. alien. Look over here. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Right. It's so. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I. Think so it's working. Guys. Guys could be It's working <laughs> for the <hinge> guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, the guys are looking. Maybe it is like a prompt, and maybe I mean that feels even worse that like, um, they're just. This I is their know. A
1: material. This right. is what we're coming. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm coming to the coming to the dance with. That feels I'm like to start yeah. a conversation about aliens, <laughs> and it can only go up from there.
3: That feels like a month two into dating kind of thing. Like, hey, have you ever thought about aliens? Yeah, it feels yeah.
1: more. It feels more to me like a keep it to yourself so you don't ruin a potential relationship <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing
2: until it's there really are, established. There is a learning curve when I first got on. I was like, oh God, I don't know how to answer these. I don't know how to come up with these. So I looked through my Twitter to see if I ever said anything funny and if uh-huh. I could apply that somehow. <laughs> oh, and so w- one of my tweets that I was like, oh, that's kind of funny is like, find a font that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I was like, that's kind of fun. Like, you know, for <laughs> oh, like,
1: God, <laughs> that's a great idea. Wait,
2: Alex, do so I like Twitter? Oh yeah, I'm on we Twitter. We gotta yeah. follow you. Can you please tell everyone, baby? Good yeah, luck. She will tell you. Yeah, you're private. You. Oh. Private. No, I'm not. Leave I'm not private. Y'all fine? Y- yeah, you can blast me on Twitter. My well, my Twitter is called um Okay Smarty Pants. Okay, mm. if Twitter I can't still believe i just finding out
0: your Twitter right before the end of Twitter.
2: You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I I was like, that would be kind of fun. Terrible idea. I was not mm. thinking the fact that like. Now people are going to want to have a conversation with me about fonts, which Mm -hmm. is like the (laughs) biggest dead end you could possibly imagine. So it was my (laughs) fault. Like, it's not their fault, but they're reaching out to me and they're like, oh, totally. What's your favorite font? And I'm like. Oh, no we can't talk about fonts this is I this is my bad I did a terrible job
1: impact the Meriwether, people. do you do italics do you do what's right. your font size
2: the most dead-end conversation yeah. can
1: somewhere
3: possibly possibly another,
2: imagine out. on another podcast
3: somewhere someone is saying they're surprised how many women on hinge are into fonts
2: yeah I'm sure I'm I'm just like everybody else well
0: I I've I, been having a hard time trying to find a transition here into talking about this um, pharma scandal right weight loss pharma scandal and it's not well some of those fonts it's not about some of those
1: fonts (laughs) come in slim some some of those fonts are slim some of them are bold Uh uh-huh big Big fonts. Some are big or some are small.
2: <laughs> I wonder, okay, what, is this helping I wonder you? what the um, doctor would prescribe to those bold fonts, yeah. you know? Right.
1: Mm. I wonder.
2: Well, why don't we
0: start off by talking about some
2: truly bizarre
0: weight loss fads that have come about the ages. Let's Perfect. Let's do it. I love it. Okay.
1: Perfect transition.
0: And first up, avoiding swamps diet. Have you guys heard about this one? no. Mm-hmm. Now we, we should preface this with none. Uh, if you want your New Year's resolution, do whatever you want, obviously, in your life. Mm-hmm. If you want your New Year's resolution to be a diet, but we're not pro-diet. Yeah, here.
3: we're not advocating for you to lose weight.
0: No, no. 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 <laughs> I to. Um, but I do think the for some reason, for obvious reasons, the New Year is very prone to people being like, okay, this year I'm going on a diet. Mm-hmm. Well... Don't let the, don't let it be. How about make it a healthy eating diet? Don't let it be the avoiding swamps diet. Okay,
1: okay. go on.
0: This is in nineteen. Sorry, this seventeen twenty seven. Writer Thomas Short observed that overweight people lived near swamps. No.
1: <laughs> okay. His
0: avoiding swamps diet thus recommended moving away from swamps. <laughs>
1: That's incredible.
0: Hmm. That's all. Imagine if takes, you could use, yeah. lose a few pounds by uh, just l- moving away from a swamp. Yeah, everyone in California would be so thin.
3: It would take a lot of energy, I guess, to to pull yourself out of that swamp. That's why you lose so much weight
2: because
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're wet, right? And heavy. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, maybe Sorry. that was
2: it. It was just like the humidity <laughs> it's
1: good. of. No, it's, good. <laughs> it's stupid. It's humidity.
0: <laughs> it could be. I come being from Florida. You you get
3: maybe what? looking at the swamp makes you feel lazy because the swamp is just kind of like hanging out. Not you know, it's like kind of.
0: We're we're giving this too much time. Now, <laughs> <I think.
3: laughs> Next diet, please. Let's
0: talk about the vinegar diet. <laughs> this was in the early 1800s. Poet Lord Byron credited his thin, pale look to vinegar and water. This practice reemerged in the 1950s as the popular apple cider vinegar diet, mm. which instructs people to drink a mixture of equal parts honey and vinegar.
3: And cayenne pepper, right? Isn't that also the thing?
0: That's a different one. Oh, that's okay. a cleanse. Yeah. yeah, that's a cleanse. We'll talk about that one in a second. Okay. Um, this was just straight up apple cider vinegar. Okay. Um, I, and, and
1: I've had apple cider vinegar uh, before because we read it was good at one point, and, mm-hmm. it, and it makes you not hungry. Um, but it's disgusting. Has everybody anybody ever drank apple cider vinegar? Yeah, really
3: intense.
2: Very intense. It's
1: really very intense. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's supposed to settle your stomach or something. I think it is quite good for you. Yeah, it's good for you, but I don't think it's a diet. I think it's like a gut thing, like a gut health thing. Yes, gut Uh health. Uh Yeah. Okay. Here's another one: tapeworms diet. (laughs) This is.
1: Okay, self-explanatory. The, this yeah. is on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Yeah.
0: Was this? No, I oh. don't think so. <laughs> in the early 1900s, the tapeworm diet started to be advertised. Dieters would swallow beef tapeworm cysts, usually in the form of a pill. The theory was that the tapeworms would reach maturity in the intestines and absorb food. Once a person reached their desired weight, they then took an antiparasitic pill, which they hoped would kill off the tapeworms. It was risky in many ways. Not only can a tapeworm grow up to 30 feet in length, they can also cause many illnesses, including headaches, eye problems, meningitis, epilepsy, and dementia.
1: Jesus. Why would you do
0: that? Don't do that.
1: You know what I'm realizing as we're going through these diets is that there's a lot of podcasts about this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. I feel like diets are always being podcasted about and now we've just sort of like we were the one podcast that didn't talk about diets but now we're like we're
0: we're not promoting is... diets no, no. I, right no.
1: we said that at the beginning we're uh, we're opposing all diets <laughs> eat whatever you want at all times and in fact eat two of them
2: <laughs> that's a diet chris wow well.
1: Talk to your doctor first. Oh, that's true. I guess that's a diet.
3: (laughs) The
2: only... Because that can
3: lead to, like, cholesterol and high blood pressure.
2: (laughs) Wasn't there a
0: Snickers diet? It was... I want to say Gwyneth Paltrow. Is this a rumor that I heard? Oh, boy. I don't know. This is how rumors get started. Gwyneth Paltrow had a diet where you just ate a Snick, Like, ate Snickers all day. (laughs) It sounds weirdly familiar. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was... Well, while Chris looks it up, (sighs) there's also the chewing diet. Also in the early nineteen hundreds, overweight businessman Horace Fletcher slimmed down and made dieting a pop culture phenomenon with his chewing diet. He recommended chewing food until it became liquid to prevent overeating. Oh no. mm. I've heard of this. <laughs> okay. I've I've heard of I don't know if I've known anyone who's done this one, but that's a thing that they tell you like to eat less. Really Just chew, chew your food, chew yeah. Chew your food.
3: Yeah, yeah. Eat
1: slower.
0: So disturbing. I've heard of that. Chris, anything
1: on Snickers? No, I'm looking up. No, what what, what did you? Search? Pa- what I search Gwyneth speech? Paltrow's Snickers diet. <laughs>
0: Okay, just put the Snickers diet. Maybe okay, it wasn't okay. quite as well true. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cleansing diet. In 1941, alternative health enthusiast Stanley Burroughs created the Master Cleanse, or the Lemonade Diet. All you had to do was consume a mixture of lemon or lime juice, maple syrup, water, and cayenne pepper six times a day for at least 10 days. Mm. Beyonce made this popular again in 2006, saying she lost 20 pounds in two weeks. Mm. This was popular while... When yes, college. college.
3: Yes. It's not, but this is like one of those, you know, like fast fix that it, it really is gonna come back to hurt you. Like that messes up your metabolism. It messes like
2: I think it also psychologically yeah. messes you up too. It's yeah. just like go the extremes are um especially when I think a lot of people experience like the first time they ever go on a diet, it works. Right and then you're sort of constantly chasing that time that it works because it's just i don't know i feel like it messes with your mind and the like mm-hmm. restriction and all that stuff just like can be so confusing mm-hmm. to both your body and your mind
1: yeah and wor- the term works in that scenario is vague yes because yes right. that's so true it- It could mean, yeah, you lose weight, but, like, if you're also unable to, like, feel anything in your right arm, is that technically working? working? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So just a heads up on that. Also, the Snickers diet, the only thing I could find was on one of my favorite websites, (laughs) urbandictionary.com. And it's basically, you know, you eat a Snickers once, once a day and that's your entire diet.
0: Oh, Has, I, maybe I that's was it. Punked. Someone was tricking mm. me. I'm so gullible. Last chance diet, okay, consisted of drinking a very low calorie liquid a few times a day. The main ingredient was a blend of uh, pre-digested animal byproducts. Think hide, horns, and tendons. This meat smoothie was taken off the market after several followers died.
1: Okay, avoid that, that, seems that one. Like maybe
2: that. its own French. episode. We got to write that one down.
1: Yes, we got it. <laughs> yeah. The last chance. And to maybe
2: it. this is a, a one that will transition us into this pharma
0: scandal. This was also French. The French Women Diet. In 2004, French author Muriel Guiliano, became a number one New York Times bestselling author for her book, French Women Don't Get Fat, touted as a non-diet diet. The book recommended 48 hours of eating nothing but leek soup, savoring small portions of indulgent food like chocolate and champagne, and eating slowly with all five senses. These are a lot of diets you shouldn't do. Another diet you probably shouldn't do was uh, the, this pill diet
1: cat. Mhm. Great.
0: Okay. Now, I want to start off by putting the drug company uh, Servier up on the board. And this is according to the New York Times. In France, government investigators have accused Servier of licensing mediator as a diabetes drug to avoid scrutiny but urging doctors to prescribe the pill as a diet aid to bolster sales a practice that greatly expanded the pool of those potentially harmed by the drug the withdrawal of mediator from the market in 2009 it was then available in France Luxembourg and Portugal caused little stir i realized they were withdrawing the drug on the sly said whistleblower dr irene fresh a pulmonologist. Servier and the health authorities made little effort to alert former patients, she said, like, quote, a car manufacturer who sees there's a defect in the brakes of its car and who corrects the defect in its production line but doesn't warn the people who have Mm. the car. Right. The Lancet wrote, in 2003, Spanish regulators raised a red flag over the profile of the drug. That same year, Servier let its marketing license for Benflorex lapse in both Spain and Italy. Companies need to reapply for drug approval in these markets every few years. Quote, we decided not to renew the marketing authorization because we were selling so little product in those countries, says Lucy Vincent Serviers, General Director of External Affairs. Sounds sketchy. Dr. Freshon speculates, however, that Servier might have chosen to pull the drug before any regulatory action was taken as a means of avoiding a forced withdrawal that could have impacted marketing authorization elsewhere. So essentially, at this point, they're saying, oh, we, we, uh, we didn't want to renew the authorization because eh, that market wasn't buying our, our, our medicine anyway. Um, but really, I mean... They knew that they were going to get caught at a certain point, and they probably wanted to raise very little red flags, you know.
1: Right. So, what is that like the the letting the cat out of the bag, or is that sort of lack of accountability? How do we how do we encapsulate that and put it up on the board?
2: It's like withholding Be- information. What is it when you're not when people are like, "I didn't lie, I just didn't tell." Omitting, th- oh, admitting like- the yeah. truth.
1: Wrongdoing, or yeah,
0: yes, exactly.
1: A lie of omission,
2: yes, my Mm -hmm. favorite kind.
3: (laughs) 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 I'm putting it on the board. Why not?
0: This scandal is related to the you know, fen fen crisis that also happened in the United States,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that prompted. The removal of specific drugs from the market all over the world. This particular drug was not removed from the market because it was, like under the guise that it was for um,
1: diabetes. People with diabetes. Mm.
0: And that's how it got away. And like the makers like knew
1: that was a that was a loophole they sort of figured yeah, out. Yeah,
0: but you but you can't really uh put your finger you know, it's like they're not going to admit that they knew. Right. Well, admitting
3: right? because you don't want to admit fault because then you're opening mm-hmm. yourself up to liability, which is lawsuits, which is a loss of money, and you also don't want to you know, by not really saying anything, you can still like you just kind of let the problem persist until you can't let it persist anymore because something catches on. You know, it's like a lot of, I think we've talked about this in the past, a lot of big corporations will eventually end up in these major class action lawsuits for huge faults that they've participated in or caused because it was cheaper to let it keep happening than to spend mm-hmm. the money to fix the problem and to recall the medicines right. or to pay the people, whatever it is this is where it comes down to like a corporation being i don't know honest, honest yeah and like
0: being an and honest and caring cor- about like
2: theoretically they're developing drugs to help people and to help people with their health and clearly other countries were and uh, regulators in other countries were pointing out that it wasn't safe and instead of being proactive and being like oh well we should make sure that it's safe they were like well we'll just stop selling it in those countries which is just like that's not the way to do it no i mean
0: talk about create uh you know what is it when when you want to create um a product that um or, or a company that people trust like in the market you're you're creating an opposite right like i forget what the term is it's like trust Cor-
3: yeah <laughs> Brand? corporate trust yeah, your brand, brand identity trust.
0: like yeah like the brand you trust right. um this is the opposite and why would you want to do that especially with a, a drug right a medicine
1: <laughs> right well i guess it's it's easier like uh clayton and alex are saying to just sort of let the problem persist than to right. you know pursue and try and um you know fix your because you could always change the name of your company late down on down the road
2: it's just like waiting looking to see what you can get away with which is just such a terrible way Mm -hmm. to be a business or be a person is like constantly thinking about like well what's the most i can get away with
1: right right
2: sounds like a really bad partner
0: I mean um, it's interesting you started talking about like dating and stuff. Right. <laughs> um, it's true. But you know what I mean it's like you know you know those people especially in relationships are like happy, bare minimum whatever.
3: Trustworthy withholding information that could be detrimental to you and
0: Yeah, like how much can they get away with? <laughs> but you, you know? do the dishes right.
3: so well.
2: I would do such a bad right. job. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not good at it. <laughs>
3: So, what do we put on the board to uh, encompass some of the stuff we've been talking about?
1: Well, I definitely think we should put the big C up there because these these businesses definitely. are operating to try and yeah. to try and get capital and trying to get 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 Free market, big and, no regulation.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm. Sure.
1: There's I also something to the um, like the the. I guess the different countries, you can stop stop production and distribution in different countries, but it doesn't apply sort of internationally. Yes. You can continue to sell it elsewhere. Yeah, there's
2: like lack, like all the different countries having their different set of rules. Like there's not like a baseline mm. standard across right. the board. I know that that came up in right. my research is like, it's very confusing when all the countries have different regulatory systems and um yeah.
1: Right.
3: So, so lack of a standard prescription or drug. Global. Regulators? Yeah. Like
0: a global regulation. Okay. That's hard because then who do you,
2: Um, I mean, it's going to have to be like a board of people from several different nations who are all agreeing upon.
3: Yeah, aliens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Figured it out.
0: (laughs) Boom. We did it. Let's also put up uh, Dr. Jacques Servier. This is, uh, according to the BBC, 2011. uh, Jacques Servier is an austere figure who rules his empire with an autocrat's attention to detail. I should state uh, Servier is the the person who started the company, Servier, the drug company. Industry watchers say that over the years, he has funded numerous medical foundations and research fellowships. He has also cultivated politicians of all stripes, not least of them President Nicolas uh, Sarkozy. 25 years ago, Servier was one of the first clients to the young Sarkozy's new legal practice. And in 2009, the president decorated Servier with the grand cross of the Légion d'honneur, I think Mm -hmm. the League of Honor. New York Times said Dr. Servier, who had studied medicine and pharmacology, founded his company in 1954 with a handful of employees and built it into a global drug maker. Last year, Forbes estimated his personal worth at $7.6 billion. In December 2012, a French court brought manslaughter and injury charges against Dr. Servier and six companies belonging to his pharmaceutical group. Servier died in 2014 at the age of 92. Mm. Yeah. So he kind of like had an empire of pharmaceutical companies. And products. And products. And it's worrisome that it felt like he was so involved in politics right, yeah. because...
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right, because those are the regulating bodies exactly. who could prevent um, the drugs yeah. from being sold. So do we put like, political um, cor- corruption up on totally. the Totally. Sure.
3: Yeah. They should, yeah, to your point, mm-hmm. they should be, shouldn't be able to be bought.
2: Right. Big pharma. Yeah. Too chummy. How about now, that? Too chummy. <laughs> Too, Too chummy. Too chummy.
3: I mean, I also feel like um, I mean, I guess this goes back to to capitalism. But if you're in the like pharmaceutical business, feels mm-hmm. like the goal of that should be um, health and and, and and like well-being, and not like what's the most profitable drug. Because then you, I mean. This drug was making a lot of money, so there's an incentive them for them to keep producing it, regardless of like what may be yeah. bad side effects, like like the opioid crisis. You know, it was like a big seller, and they also were like paying off doctors to like prescribe it, blah 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 blah. But like, if if the goal in medicine is profit, how is that benefiting the patient? I guess
2: it's not. Yeah, because then they're also right? it's, <laughs> they're also exploiting like. <laughs> people who um want to lose weight you know which is just in general like such a a fixture in society and they're using that and clearly like it was not a drug to lose weight but they were on like on the down low having doctors prescribe it for those reasons which is also really unethical and yeah Yes, I'm going
3: to put medicine for profit, and I also feel like maybe uh, like what Alex was just saying, like preying on people's insecurities.
0: Yeah, like the weight right. loss yeah. culture, exploiting mm. weight loss culture. Oh, I like,
3: yeah, I like that.
0: Drug regulators, mm-hmm. AFSSAPS. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to remember, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> 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 I like that more. <laughs> Um, The Lancet wrote uh, in a 260-page report uh, by the accountability organization IGAS, the French drug regulators, AFSSAPS, or the French Agency for the Safety of Health Products, are deemed inexplicably tolerant of a drug with no real therapeutic value
1: Hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. they are also painted as an overworked bureaucracy entangled in cumbersome and complex legal procedures and restrained by fear of litigation Mm. not a good combo I, I,
3: i think that's good you know i think that really sticks out to me overworked like it feels like a lot of these regulators are like under resourced and underfunded right
0: Yes. And restrained by fear of litigation. If you're afraid to ring the alarm because you don't want pushback.
1: Right. Right.
0: right, You don't have the resources to support you when you are ringing the alarm. Right. Then that's not good.
1: Yeah. And these. These drug companies are massive, and I'm sure they have teams mm-hmm. of lawyers ready to go to, go to bat. It sounds right. like the
2: regulators needed some of those sweet amphetamines to keep up with the... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, no. I know what yes, will no. solve the overwork. I think you
1: prescri- yeah, <laughs> we can write you a prescription for something that'll... Yeah, come on. Listen, don't give up just yet. Come over here. That's we'll give you so some twisted. pills.
3: <laughs>
0: Okay, it continues. In 1998, the drug was put under an official pharmacovigilance review in France. These fears were heightened the following year when French cardiologist Georges Chichet uh, (laughs) reported a case of Benflorex-related valvulopathy, and another team reported a case of serious pulmonary arterial hypertension in a patient taking Benflorex. Based on these cases, AFSSAPS pharmacovigilators called for an expedited review of the drug's dossier. IGAS concluded that the decision to withdraw Benflorex should have been made in 1999, yet no, restrict, no restrictive action was taken. Regulatory Affairs Professional Society, RAPS, wrote, In February 2012, investigators rated AFSAPS, <laughs> offices as part of a probe into their regulatory oversight of the drug. By most accounts, the drug was on the market nearly a decade longer than it ought to have been. Most EU member states revoked the drugs marketing authorization in the early 2000s. Shortly after its offices were raided, AFSAPS announced it would cease to exist and that was being that it was being refounded as the A.N.S.M., So the regulators literally changed their name. They had, I guess, so much bad press that they just shut it down and just started over
2: with a new name. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, I mean, clearly they, you know, regulators are um, very important and they were not doing their job.
1: Yes. It's. I, I'd be fascinated to hear an expert come on right. and talk about this because I wonder what these regulators' jobs are. I mean, you mentioned that they they are, the drug didn't have any therapeutic value. I guess when you look at a drug, like what kind of um criteria do they uh, have for passing or 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 not passing the drug and you know like if it helps in some ways and doesn't help in other ways um i'm sure it's very complicated and obviously nuanced and uh, you know obviously in, in you 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 know you turn on a commercial and you see the side effects of like some of these oh, drugs and they have a whole a lot. litany of things that yeah exactly but i guess i'm just i'm just kind of curious about how that works Um, and which drugs, you know, get, get through and which don't and stuff like that. Well, I know like
2: in, in the States, isn't it like there are, you know, certain controlled substances they're called like, um, I'm not, there's like different levels. Like,
3: uh, are you thinking of a black box drug?
2: I'm thinking about like controlled substances where it's like, there's a, um, there's different rules around it. Like it's harder to get. A prescription or there's more regulation mm-hmm. around um amphetamines and so it makes sure. it more difficult for someone who shouldn't be you know who doesn't actually need that drug to get it because you have to uh-huh. take a drug it, it's called like schedule a schedule one drug versus a schedule two yes. drug right isn't that what it is Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's like different yeah, tiers yeah, yeah. depending on how like dangerous a drug is or if it gets if it, it there's a likelihood of it getting abused
3: Mm-hmm. which affects oh, your sentencing yeah. if you are caught selling this right
2: stuff yeah it affects like it's harder doctors oh. have to be more wary of how they prescribe there's more rules about how they take their notes that they submit things to these different organizations I think there's like a lot more stuff that they have to do for more controlled substances which makes sense right like some drugs are going to be more abuse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. That feels is, like a Is laissez-faire, is that French? Mm-hmm. That laissez-faire yes. attitude, totally. regulatory attitude, yeah, it feels like it's sort of specific like to France, right? Because, like, Spain and Italy and the States, like, they all, like, banned these drugs or withdrew them. But for some reason, France was like, that's okay.
0: Huh. Uh, we'll see. A history of laissez-faire. Should we <laughs> put that up on the board? Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: More like lazy and unfair, Mm, right, guys? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right, Clayton. You haven't said anything after I said. I I didn't really hear what you said because I was typing. But I'll just
3: say yes, even though I don't know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Mm, You're gonna regret that. You're gonna (laughs) regret that later. I want to put up corrupt officials up on the board. The corrupt health officials, because this is connected. Uh, New York Times wrote in their report, investigators wrote that health officials had ignored a series of warning signs being beginning a decade before. They additionally found that regulatory decisions taken by the AFSSAPS, the Drug Licensing Agency, were in fact a co-production reached in cooperation with drug makers.
1: Oh, that's convenient.
0: Yeah. At the AFSSAPS, Voting members of the approval committee have long served simultaneously as consultants or employees of the pharmaceutical firms they are meant to regulate.
1: How often do we see this? <laughs>
0: Officials Every acknowledge time. I mean, I it's unbelievable. And while members are expected to declare conflicts of interest, there are no penalties for not doing so. <laughs> This is, uh, this is like Enron, too, all over again. Consultants or employees mm-hmm. from various companies, including Servier, remain active participants even now. That was in 2011. Right. Very convenient.
1: That old uh, revolving door Mm -hmm, that happens mm -hmm. that we see so often.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like,
1: I have a job over here now, but don't worry. I might come knocking on your door five years from now and need a job. So so." I don't want to step
0: on anyone's toes because you might be giving me my next job or literally I might also be working for you at the same time in this case. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Revolving doors
2: are stressful. sure are. (laughs) Just... You're talking about the actual doors, the physical experience. (laughs) I find them to be very controlling. Yeah, Yeah. they're good for um, air keeping, right? Regulating the temperature. So
3: sure, Mm -hmm. there's other options. Anyways,
2: we're. Do you know those
3: fans (laughs) that go blow down on you when you walk through doors? Yeah, yeah. I was recently told that is for to keep flies and insects out. I didn't know that. That is. I thought that was to keep the air.
0: No, it's for mostly restaurants or food stores, have
1: right? It. Huh.
0: So that the uh, insects stay they outside, get blown away. and you can't. Um, if if um, uh, what do you call it? The people give you permits, um, right? You can um, if you don't inspectors. have one of those inspectors can um, give you a little mm. write up if if yours isn't working. Some grade. people like take them. Some people like put them in and then take them out once the inspection goes right.
1: through. Wow, mm-hmm. how do
0: you know so much about this?
1: Um, yeah, how do you know so much about this? I know this,
0: this because I, I, uh, a friend of mine, her uh, parents own a cafe and mm-hmm. I helped them. I was, uh, I was their assistant mm. years and years ago when they were opening up their cafe.
1: And you were ringing little alarms all over. <laughs> no, it. no,
0: they, they. that was just one of the things we had to make sure the, the, the fan thing worked right, so the right. the inspection right. We would pass inspection and all those things. And I just remember it being like loud and annoying. Um, but you need you it. Need it. Some, we need, need some
3: it. regulation.
0: <laughs> anyway, we digress. <laughs> A little bit. What else? <laughs> um, company over patience. The uh, Lancet wrote the IGAS report draws attention to aggressive marketing tactics. Overly complex bureaucracy with AFSSAPS, fear of litigation, and unhealthy ties between industry and regulators as key culprits in the affair. It also points to a reverse precautionary principle, a view that drugs should only be withdrawn as a last resort, as effectively protecting drug firms rather than mm-hmm. patients. With this perfect storm, a Ben Florex style scandal was inevitable. New York Times uh, wrote, Muriel Rosette, 45, began taking Mediator to lose weight shortly after the birth of her second son in 1998. In 2006, she underwent open-heart surgery to replace two damaged heart valves. She continued to take Mediator, not knowing the drug may have caused her heart problem. In an interview, she recalled hearing French health officials explain last year that all medicines are dangerous. Well, wait, Ms. Rosette said, for me as a citizen... I don't know that medicines are dangerous. a medicine is made to save a life to bring health to make things better and not to mm-hmm. kill us yeah
1: right yeah, exactly. that's from a layperson's perspective yes. what you expect medicine to <laughs> right. do if
0: it's dangerous, should it be out in the market
1: that
3: is that is what's called a a black box drug, which I actually take myself, which is a drug that actually Through clinical studies has proven to cause death or severe um, side effects and um, a lot of that's why a lot of these companies when they have their commercials are like by the way the side effects are basically you're going to die because people have died and like for liability purposes they have to make they have to put you on notice like this has helped a lot of people but it also has killed some people so take it at your own risk
0: but if that's the case, the patient should know, right? Yes, so they absolutely. Can inform, make an informed decision where it's like, uh, you know, are am I willing to take this risk?
3: Absolutely. And, and in fact, as someone who is on one of these medications, every time I contact the drug manufacturer for anything like prescription related, they are like, would you like to hear this? Like, can we go over this stuff? Like, they give you every opportunity right. to talk about the, the risks associated with taking the drug, you know.
2: We can't expect individuals to be experts about everything. Right. Like, we, that's why we have health officials. That's why we have reg- regulations. It's like, I can't be an expert on what type of chemicals are safe in my house, what type of medication is safe for my body, what type of, it's like, because life has so many different things in it, we need, we can't have only personal responsibility like we need to rely on experts you know that's a really i agree point.
3: with 100 but also something i want to just throw out there that i think it's like a bit of a conundrum is like when it comes to something like the law which is also very complex ignorance mm-hmm. of the law is is not a defense it's on mm-hmm. you as the citizen to know mm-hmm. the law and follow the law right so i guess they're you know like how does that How does that meet up with like being a consumer? Is it like how much of it is on us to really research? I agree. Like that, you shouldn't be purposefully um, withholding information and selling something that is like bad to people. But we also have to assume this is why we're the alarmist crew that people don't always have the best intentions, right? But
2: can you imagine Mm -hmm. how much time your life would be like? Exhausting if you if I bought an all-purpose cleaner and I before I used it I had to one by one research every ingredient because yeah. there's no regulation and I am expected as a consumer to like make an informed right. decision. It's like there's no way. Like I just got to buy the cleaner Uh-oh. and know that like yeah. there is there are government mm-hmm. institutions and right. all sorts of regulations that are trying to keep people safe.
0: Well, we assume if it's being sold, it's okay to yeah, yeah. to have in your house.
3: Well, here in mm-hmm. California, uh, you probably recognize like some like a lot of items being sold. Like you'll get it'll be like that warning, like the state of California has found that certain Cancer. materials in this product have caught yeah. like that's a very interesting yeah. thing to me where it's like at least this this state is giving the consumer like a little extra like this could harm you. That so is you know. true
2: though. I, I read that label and I'm like, Well, what am I going to do about California. it? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'll <laughs> take it anyway. I uh, I choose to. Uh, uh, I guess it's we should so pay
0: more hard to, to live. Those it is. It's hard it's to be a so human. hard to it's live. Really hard to be a member of society, and it's hard for us right now because we're going to have to take a quick break and then start knocking things off the list, and it's going to be a hard, hard job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at the alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com alarmist today. To get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp H E L P dot slash alarmist.
1: Who's to blame for the French pharma drug scandal? Is it drug company Servier? A lie of omission? Capitalism? Lack of global drug regulations? The Dr. Jacques Servier? Political corruption? Big pharma, medicine for profit, exploiting weight loss culture. Drug regulators, AFSSAPS overworked, under-supported regulators, laissez-faire attitude, corrupt health officials, or company over patients. Whoa. Mm. That's a, a lot.
0: lot. And there's a lot of crossover yeah. here too. Big time. So I feel like, for instance, Sir, uh, Dr. Servier could be folded into the drug company, right? As the leader of the drug company, right? I guess so, but or he vice versa.
1: Well, he was. I mean, we 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 deal with this a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Where is it the, the is, it, or is it the individual or the organization?
0: It feels like there's
1: a lot of people involved in this.
0: I that's my feeling as well. Right, because he needed
3: like you. A yeah, lot of he's, scientists. He's in charge, right? but you have all these people who are working and agreeing to yeah. and their conflict of interest because they were regulating and now they're working for the company. Like everyone's kind of buying into this for all for. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. Profit.
1: Mm-hmm. Profit. Well, let's start with something maybe a little easier. Let's roll. Should we roll medicine for profit into big yeah. pharma? Sure. Or sh- the other way around.
0: I-, I like the other way around just because medicine for profit feels which is also a uh, company over patients.
3: Yeah, I guess we right? so big pharma so and company fold- over patients going into medicine for profit. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. I also think that we can fold the reg- the drug regulators and the corrupt health officials or the I'm sorry, overworked, undersupported regular regulators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could uh blame fold into yeah
1: like what you're saying is like that's the don't complain about being no
0: no that's not what i'm saying oh Uh, i'm just (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying that
2: because they're under supported and overworked uh-huh i don't know that we have like i feel like political corruption is maybe like a mild part of it but clearly not the thrust yeah
1: I like that. It's more for profit.
3: Laissez-faire attitude. I mean, that's a little general, I think. We can't really pin it on just yeah. laziness. Sure. <laughs> don't like really have hit, teeth. Yes. Carefreeness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but don't be yeah. carefree. Come on. What are you doing? Exploiting weight loss culture. In a way, I feel like big pharma or, you know, these uh, medicine for profit people are going to exploit not just right, weight any loss culture. culture, but like any culture, anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So while it's easier, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's just specific to that. A lie of a mission. I like that. Uh, I, 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 again, I do think I'm going to s- fold Doctor Servier into the company. Okay. Okay. Um, because I'm not seeing any. I mean, I'd love to ask an expert, but I'd love to know if if he was the driving force mm. in that. He was like, no, we got to keep going, or if it was just as a group, they were trying to make the most profit.
3: I don't feel um, like I guess he is the you leader. can blame the lack of a global drug regulation system because, yeah because I mean I do think that seems like a, a good idea because it's like a little bit inconsistent, but doesn't that seem like something that was happening like they were still selling it just in the countries that would like I don't know I can't this is not thought out I'm exhausted. <laughs>
2: It's been a long year. It seems like lack of global, that would be nice to have, but that's not the reason, right? Yeah, that's not like yes the evil. Yes. If anything, it's the the drug regulators, AFSSAPS. you gotten so good drug. at saying that by the, <laughs> throughout <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so true. Um, isn't laissez-faire capitalism free market? Isn't that what laissez-faire is?
0: Free market? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. so free market. Capitalism? We should... Like, this is a term we should really just know, right? Laissez-faire. I feel like we did at some point, um, like in school. I remember... It just means
1: relaxed.
0: A policy or attitude of letting things take their
2: own course without interfering. Right. Free market. economics.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think it
2: originally started as an an economic system, and then now it's also... Mm Idea. ...has to do with, like, you know off-leash dog stuff, you know? <laughs> right.
0: Uh, I guess there is a, a laissez-faire capitalism, so it could be a style right, right, of right. capitalism. Well, and
3: the difference to it like that versus like regular cap- capital- capitalism too is like capitalism is also kind of based on just like X, ex- like continual growth, like always, you know, right. like yes, it's, market, up but it's also medicine, about, yeah, like stuff. a hat, the whole point of it is to keep making profit, like profit is the whole right. goal. And like we've talked right. about, profit in a finite world, exponential profit in a finite world, is how, I don't know how that works.
2: We're seeing it. We're, <laughs> we're na- experiencing that's, that's the map. pain of it now. So do we mm. want to wrap that into medicine for profit? Because it's a little more specific. I think so. To, okay. Yes. So
0: we're left. We, we got to make a decision here. Drug company Servier, a lie omission, omission. Medicine for profit, drug regulators, AFSSAPS, <laughs> and corrupt health of- of- officials. Um. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm leaning towards. I actually think medicine for profit. Yes. Is to blame, because I mean, someone recently suggested we we cover the opioid crisis and and we do we're. It's on our list, but like, this is a bigger mm-hmm. problem. This is not just one company who took advantage of this situation. This feels like a culture mm-hmm. of medicine for yeah. profit.
2: If yeah. the intention is to help people with medicine, this wouldn't have half. You know, they would have pulled mm-hmm. it from the market.
3: So then who are you thinking for the big slap then?
0: A lie of omission? That's who <laughs> I want to slap. <laughs> Because I just think that's so dirty,
1: basically what that stands for for you is that they they knew better, but they didn't um, go out and right. warn people properly
0: yeah, if you have information and you're fa- you're you're facing someone who doesn't have the whole truth and you have the whole truth and you just Choose not to Go reveal on the whole truth, drinking knowing your
3: wine that the other person hurt. and tell them yeah. nothing but the truth.
2: I also think there's something to say th- about the regulators that were not doing anything. I don't know if that has to do with like corrupt health officials in general, because I know doctors were prescribing it sort of off label, which is not mm-hmm. it was just sort of shady, and the regulators weren't doing anything because medicine for profit is like has to do with the company, not. Mm -hmm. being above board but also like ultimately regulators exist because there's an understanding that the company will always prioritize the company and regulators exist to like stop that and they didn't do anything it's just wrong you're right about this because we were recently talking about how
0: if things are changing uh this was, we were talking with the uh, after the guest expert for the John uh, Gluck and the Santa Claus Association uh, episode. We were talking about how when, when things are changing, like these charities, it was all happening so fast that the regulators couldn't right. keep up with regulation. But this feels different. W- this feels different because the, the, the rules are set, the regulators are already there. They're caught up, essentially. Right. And they knew mm-hmm. for
2: 10 years. Yes, that's a Brutal. long time to yeah. just turn the other way. Okay. okay. And people getting like open heart surgery, like that's terrible. So that's then so is it the
3: drug regulators or the health officials? Who do we fold into who and slap?
2: I think
0: the drug regulators, we slap. I'm going to call it. Drug regulators, AFSSAPS, you're getting the big slap. A culture of medicine for profit. You're going to the alarmist jail.
2: Free insulin for all. Merry Christmas. Sorry. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. even know it's a little late. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is my wish for 2023. Yeah, same. That'd be Wouldn't awesome. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be so great for so many people's health if medicine was not for profit.
0: Yeah. Well, Alex, thank you. Uh, for being our guest today. And thank you for uh, also all of your help with all the research. (laughs) A guest who knows the research.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm so grateful that I was able to kick off the new year. I can't wait to actually physically be in the new year and not just podcastly be in the new year. Um, And um, yeah, I'll catch you all then.
0: The Aftermath. In a landmark ruling of France's arguably biggest pharma scandal, in 2021, Servier was found guilty of aggravated fraud and involuntary manslaughter and was issued a fine of 2.7 million euros. The drug regulator was also fined for failing to act promptly on the drug's safety risks. According to Mediator... 4,179 patients have received offers of compensation for a total amount of 236.2 million euros. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The... You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early, with fact-checking by Chris Smith, and editing by Maria Blasucci. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the ERIOS Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Dietlov Pass incident.